jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number 14th which is a really special one uh, it's called uh, on being overwhelmed and having too much materials to practice and this is answering to a question a visitor asked michael asked um, you know am i alone feeling that there's too much material in the world and i feel like i cannot you know make it all the way after a week of practicing there's stuff i didn't touch at all and So I have to reassure everybody, this is a very general topic, and yes, Michael, you are not alone. And we've been, I mean, I've been struggling with this, and everybody faces that reality at some point or another. Um, I really wanted to make a video out of this, but recently people told me that uh, I was rambling too much in my video. So I said, hey, a podcast is the perfect place to ramble for 20 minutes, like I usually do, so perfect. Um... This is a problem I see probably 95% of students or 95% of people that are learning anything. And it can be chess, it can be going to the gym, it can be jazz guitar, it can be something else, and it's totally fine. I think in the case of jazz and uh, you know playing improvised music, the fear is often, you know, will I reach that point? Uh, at some point, or will I be able to play a good solo on Giant Steps before I die? For some people, it's that. For other people, is will I reach? Uh, will I win a Grammy Award for my jazz performance, or will I be accepted in my circle of friends as a good jazz improviser, and so on? So, I think we all have to make peace with that. Think about it. There's only a fraction, a tiny, tiny fraction of the whole musical universe that you'll be able to grasp in your whole life. If you started playing guitar when you were a baby, like at six or at five, and you died at a hundred years later, you would not even reach one percent of all the music there is in the universe. Make peace with it. Be cool. There's no, there's no way. Okay, there's too much stuff. Same way as if you're learning uh, a language, let's say you're writing in Spanish and you want to write a novel, there's no mean in going to learn all the words at once and be prepared for that and say, will I be able to memorize every word and every sentence in my whole life? No, you will not. And it's totally fine because music is an art form. So your goal is to find your own expression in all of this, to find your own cry, to find your own music, to find your muse, right? It's like your voice. I'm speaking to you right now using my vocal cords and super sophisticated computers could tell the difference between my voice and your voice because we're all different. It's, it's unique. It's, it's your instrument. So whenever you're playing jazz guitar, uh, the correctedness of what you're doing doesn't really matter. So that's my introduction. And, you know, I want to, to give a bit of a, a history background because this is a really interesting situation we're facing here with development of new technologies and with you know the web especially in all of the connectedness to of every part of the world is instantaneously connected to any other part of the world so the history of jazz and not just as a style but as a lifestyle as a way to improvise on chord progressions and to play together this thing really started in america And there was no such thing as, I mean, I don't want to give you a historical background of the music, but I just want to say, there was no such thing as a jazz school. I mean, Duke Ellington did not go to jazz school. Neither did Charlie Parker or Miles Davis, although Miles Davis went to classical school, Juilliard, for a while. 
Um, and that's because his dad was rich, of course, but that's a completely other story. And then you go on to players that are astounding. They did not go to school up until a certain point in history, in maybe late 60s and 70s, where there was this thing called Berkeley. Oh, wow. Berkeley College of Music. And, of course, the curriculum was jazz because, you know, if you study in a university or a big college, it's either classical or jazz, and that's it. Those are the two, well, art music, uh, if we can say it like this, not to discriminate any other type of music. So jazz as a school is a fairly new trend. Here in Canada, I think the first jazz program was established in 1978 at Concordia University, which I attended, by the way. Uh, and it was great. It was different in the 80s than when I attended, of course, but I was born in the 80s. So um, the idea with jazz like this is, you know, think nowadays of DJs and hip-hop music. There's no schools. I mean, although you can take Berkeley classes in DJing now, like turntables, but just reflect on what does ACDC mean or Salvador Dali means. There, there's no school for that. It's just something that's so original, that's so true, that's so pure, that is not yet formalized. So jazz is a bit like that. It, it became formalized and there was a, a way to do it. And then during those like 70s and 80s, there was a bunch of books published. Think about it. For me, I was born straight in that area. When I was a baby, when I was born, you could walk into a music store and buy VHS of all those like Joe Pass videos and all those books and the real book and stuff. But those things did not exist back then. So now we're assisting uh, into, we have an overflow of people that are really connected, that are really good, uh, that can write books, that can have jazz guitar websites, that can have jazz guitar podcasts like this one. And we are literally drowning in information. Uh, well, not li let's not use the word literally here because it's a bit heavy. But we are surrounded with information. And this guy is going to tell you to practice the arpeggios in this way. And this other guy thinks that, you know, you must use your scales like that. And this other guy will tell you chords that you must know. And, and you know, you've got to take everything with a, a grain of salt. So that's the background. It's just that we are in a period where there's information and you got to find your muse in there. It's not a problem as artists of any generation in history always made the best of what they could find with the technology of the time. When there was no such thing as a, a valve on a trumpet, they simply played the cornet and adjusted the pitch with their lips. And now industrial era came by and we had you know, valves on the trumpets. Nowadays, in the 50s, there was no uh, electric bass and then there was an electric bass and an electric guitar. And the best artists in the world started using those instruments in their group and making new music with it. So now with all this information, we assist in, we have a generation of younger, um, I'd say people my age and even younger, that are creating the new music from acoustic instruments, from electronic instruments, accessing all the swells of information that's accessible anytime, anywhere. I mean, you can watch a show by Miles Davis in Paris sitting right here uh, right after I record this podcast, we are the first generation or second generation to experience this kind of freedom. So um, that, that's a bit for the background. And the big problem, let me get back to the guitar and you, Michael, the way you ask your question. The biggest problem with guitar and being overwhelmed is the thing with positions. Okay. 
slowly but surely you'll learn the guitar and you'll be confronted with the idea of learning all positions and how it matters so much. That is the biggest problem because people spend so much time trying to master something that it detracts from actually playing the music and doing what they love. Uh, here's an example. There's a website on somewhere, jazz guitar stuff, and they tell you, learn this bebop melody. You know, this thing. And they say, okay, now learn it. Now learn it. In five positions, then I start laughing. Immediately, I, I just start laughing. No, you, you can't be serious. It's not possible. I mean, the time you'd be learning it in five positions, you can learn 20 tunes. <laughs> you know? So that's a problem. Don't let yourself be discouraged by saying, oh, I got to learn seven positions. Just learn one position. And tomorrow, you'll learn the second one. Or maybe you still need to polish your first position. Don't be bothered so much at playing everything in every possible location on the guitar. That was a problem for me, too, for a while, trying to say, if I learn something, then I gotta learn in all physical locations. So, no, no, no. Learn one or two locations that feel comfortable. The sound is good. That's it. That's all. Which ties into my next topic. The issue is, you're sitting there, you're practicing, and your mind goes, what else could I be practicing now? That's the culprit. You should be enjoying each moment of your practice. Each moment is unique, and even though you're, you're striving for some sound, for something bigger than, than life, it doesn't mean that it has to be a source of stress. You have to enjoy the journey. I know it's cliche, I know it's zen, and people say, yeah, 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 but I'm serious. Do you think Bill Frizzell is having a hard time practicing and being in his mind, oh my God, I gotta practice all this stuff? No, do you think Pat Metheny sits down and is overwhelmed at his practice room? No. But Pat Metheny started with one note at some point, picked up the guitar and played a single note. Then he played a second one, a third one, and probably a trillion, <laughs> trillion more notes after that. But that's fine. And same thing goes for anybody. So let's say uh, Pat or Wes or I don't know who Schofield, they picked it up and they liked it so much, became addicted to the sound and they wanted to pursue it so bad that it didn't matter what else that was there to play. All, all that matters what, was that right now I'm playing and that makes me smile and I like it. So that's, that's a, a big, big thing. Just when you take your materials, study it and forget about whatever else there is. So let's jump into more. I'm still you know, talking to Michael in many ways. Practically speaking, you probably have too much on your plate. Clearly, if you, if you spend a week and it takes a whole week before coming back, it's because you have 90% too much material. And that you learn that as you grow in a jazz improviser sense. You realize that your practice list cannot be 20 point forms long. It has to be five points long. Uh, and you have practically, you have to organize your sessions so you practice everything, well, quote-unquote, everything on your list every time you practice. If you don't have enough time, or let's say you have a list of six things you want to practice, and you get, and you practice for a month, and um, you only practice five things, or I mean the sixth thing, the, the last one is always pushed to the side. It's like washing the dishes. You don't want to do it, right? Well, this thing should jump off board. 
come back to five things and then go for a month. And if you practice five things and there's always one that's pushed to the side that you don't have time for it, go down to four things. Make sure that your, your sessions are realistic in terms of how much you can sit down and play on any given day, like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, I don't know. And then in the sense of a full week, if you do that three, four, five, six times, I don't know, you, you must practice everything uh, almost always, right? Um, so that's, that's really practical. The, the other thing that's really practical, the same sense, is that don't think that you need all of it. I mean, it being the big it, you know, the modern method for guitar, all the Joe Pass chords, the Pat Metini exercises, memorizing 50 tunes, playing altered scales. Don't think that you need all that. You don't. Before playing, all you need is plugging in your guitar, sitting down and have a good coffee and go play. You have to play tunes often. You have to do what you want to do with the music, which is play tunes, take a solo, perhaps comp, play good comping. I don't know what, what your aim is, play chord melody, you know. But if you don't do that, then what's the use? If you spend your whole week practicing arpeggios with a metronome, and then on Friday you allow yourself to play on tunes for 10 minutes, it doesn't work. You really have to see this. Here's an analogy, okay? You're trying to play chess, all right? Pick up a book of chess problems, uh, and you solve all the tactic problems. You spend the whole week, and you solve tactic after tactic. You reread the best games of the best Russian players and stuff, and then you get Friday, and you play a quick game with your friend. And that's it. And you don't play chess. You just read about it, you practice tactics. It's not the way it works. You've got to play a game of chess to know what the tactics are about. So arpeggios and scales and chords and tunes are just tactics. They're not... The practice session is not just about, you know, practicing stuff. It's about playing the tunes. So depending on where you are at um, and where you want to go, there's, there could be practice sessions where all you do is a mini gig that you do just for yourself or your family. Uh, for me, that I had a phase, man, maybe six months, I was just play, playing on tunes. I said, wow, now I'm playing in cafes a lot, a trio, jazz, duo. I was playing with different bands, writing music. So, man, I don't have time to practice my scales and arpeggios. I'm giving myself a while to apply all the stuff that I picked up in school, from teachers, from practicing. Now I'm going to just go, like, under fire, like, go in the trenches and get nailed man. just get the stuff so, oh my god altered scaled i missed it again oh discord this thing this rhythm and sometimes it's that's what it takes but doing this is far better than keeping practicing arpeggios for six months when you know that you already know your arpeggios so that's a thing um uh, two last things you know as i said no one last thing as i said less stuff on the point form if you have a point form for your practice and uh, tying into that, you need general topics for your practice versus precise exercises. Here's what I mean. Um, you pick up a jazz guitar magazine off the shelf somewhere, um, and you flip the pages and you see an exercise. You're like, I'm going to practice that. Yes, exactly. That's being very precise. I don't like this so much because you're very confined in your choice of materials. Your choices of materials should come from an assessment of your weaknesses, which is something I've talked about in another video and other podcasts. See where you're weak and you, where you need the most urgent uh, repairs, right? You need the most urgent attention in your playing. You think of those as general topics. 
and it could be as simple as comping on tunes, playing scales, playing the right scales over tunes. It can be a topic. Uh, transcribing, that could be a topic. But the topic is so general that any given time that you sit down to practice, you can put anything in the box. You may transcribe this solo, you may transcribe the other one. You may uh, be practicing comping on a tune, it could be any tune. But that's fun with having a general, um, general topics uh, instead of having precise exercises, that the general topics are flexible enough that you can keep modifying your practice routine slowly and it's flexible and after a while you, you get to a point where you're satisfied with how you improve and when you're not satisfied anymore you can still change it a little bit but it's flexible it's just topic, it's general areas not precise exercises I mean for any general topic that I would pick I could probably find 20 exercises to practice them if I say, oh, I got to work on my time and my rhythms, you know, I, I get lost in the form a lot. I could sit down here and practice uh, 20 different exercises just for that, for the same sake. And there might be two or three that I really like that I'll in, ingrain in practice for a while. Or well, there's a few ones that I'll try once and go, yeah, you know what? No, it's not for me. So that's where I'm, you know, I'm saying you've got to use everything with a grain of salt. So that will be all for podcast number 14. I hope it helps you, Michael, and it helps a bunch of people that are listening to this not to be overwhelmed, not to freak out, and to really enjoy the journey as you're practicing. So I'm Mark from jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher, and I will see you next time in podcast number 15. Take care.